Hey everyone, Dirty Mo Media President Mike Davis here. Excited to tell you about one of our newest sponsors at Dirty Mo, Airbnb. The irony here is that Airbnb is new to Dirty Mo Media, but Dirty Mo Media is not new to Airbnb. It has been accommodating us for years. And if you are a race fan, and I think you are, you know why. I mean, you've booked hotels at, uh, during a race weekend. They're, the prices are insane. You're stuck with these unreasonable multi-night minimums. Whereas Airbnb, you got many choices, all within proximity, and it ends up being way more affordable. Now, I'm not only a frequent Airbnb guest, but my wife and I are also Airbnb hosts. And you should be too. We've been doing it for years. I'll tell you why. We have an investment property that we realized it could be earning additional income through Airbnb. You don't have to have an investment property to do that. You could just find extra space in your home. That works too. It all could be making you some extra cash. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Door, bumper, clear. Clear by two, Please really shallow entry. Door, bumper, clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the six cup car, the 8 Xfinity, and I had the 73 Arca car, which Brett loves Arca. Brett Griffin, I'm the only spotter at the table that didn't tear up $10 million worth of equipment this weekend. Uh, Freddie, how many uh, uh, how many cars do you wreck? You think a bunch? <laughs> I'd uh, say so. Uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Chandler Smith, no Arca, thank God. Uh, yeah, we wrecked. We wrecked. Are you sure yesterday kind of looked like Arca? Uh, no, I think I think no, Saturday, Saturday was like Arca. Arca. Saturday was Arca. Saturday, and then, yeah, and then the race after that was worse than Arca. I think uh, yesterday was pretty boring, right up until the last couple restarts, and then it was until your late block. That was a late block. That's a fact. Uh, but yeah, what's up, Casey? Sup, everyone. Sup. 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 So I went back and listened just to make sure. Definitely said sup. You said SUP. I said SVP. <laughs> no. 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 Whatever. I didn't hear Whatever. it. I didn't. Sup. It's fine. Sup. Can I jump in on this opinion? Yeah. Yes. I think it's kind of like, you know, that whole debate between like the, the Laurel and Yanny. Like, or you, you data ever heard of that? Data. It's like I heard both at the same time. We retract our statement. You cannot chime in on this. <laughs> All right. I'll mute my mic. Here. This is the same. Just like. Pock ass. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, sup? 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 Hey, guys. Well, uh, let's go to Millbridge. <laughs> I wish you could have seen the broadcast yesterday with Pock jumping around oh, with French oh, fry carton on. He looked like he was having a time of his life on the boulevard Friday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob's Saturday becoming night. a regular out there. Like Bob needs to be a full time fixture on the TV <laughs> broadcast for two reasons. <laughs> the hardcore fans love him. And the industry people love him and appreciate how hard he works. So when I saw him jumping around acting like a French fry box, uh, a big Bob, a big Bobby, uh, I thought it was <laughs> I thought Bobby. it was epic. At that point in the race, it was the most exciting thing to happen. I'm sure because the first stage was a snooze fest. About halfway through the second stage, you guys finally decided to race a little bit and try to get the third line for him. So at that point, Bob was a welcome sight. That, that had to do with us racing. That no, just something else. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, do you share? We will. Bob, Bob is becoming a figure out there. They there he is. Just let, someone should just bring Bob a camper and let him sleep out there. That way he doesn't have to drive to the hotel. And yeah. He can just get up and walk in at 530 in the morning we when he bring does. Back, uh, what was he in Dover? Tequila Bob? Oh. Remember Dover? Tequila Bob. Tequila Bob. <laughs> yes. No That's thanks. when he told us a story about his glasses and he left them at a friend's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says, I'm driving down the road and I can't sleep. <laughs> That's also the night he got the... Yeah. Hickey. 
Yeah. You, can say, you can say it on the show. Well, yeah. yeah. We, can't I say hickey. we, we are now be going to be on Dirt Vision, so. <laughs> we don't want to be. It'll uh, show up at I'd like point. to see Bob with a hickey. That'd be a great sign. <laughs> okay, too, anyways. Well, Kyle Busch <laughs> got lucky, so to speak, and wins at Talladega. How was the race for y'all? How many times <laughs> did you hear Sweet Home Alabama while you were down there? Not once. I think twice, maybe. Wow. Yeah, they played a lot on that loudspeaker. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard it like twice. I didn't hear it. If I did, I wouldn't pay attention, I guess. Did you hear the song yeah. Talladega? Did not. Did not. Damn. Somebody's got up their game. Somebody had, I, was it Trackhouse? Somebody had somebody playing music they right did. behind their hauler. It was pretty interesting. Was it Pitbull? No, it wasn't Pitbull. I don't, like, it was, you know, we were back there, you know, we were in a garage before the race starts, and I'm like, man, that concert is, like, you know, you can normally not hear the concert in the garage, and I'm like, who the hell's playing on the front stretch? It sounds like they're right here. And then I realized the track house guys were right there. When, uh, when you walk by the track house hauler, it's like walking by a Best Buy. Yeah. I LEDs. Mean, oh, TVs. Looks like a nightclub mixed with screens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's next level. It's I think it's cool. He always has something going on. Something like something new. Pretty cool with that team. Well, I I guess I'll start off with Brett because I don't think that the other well, I don't know if Freddie will have much to say here, but it seems like he's in a great mood. Did you, yeah, clearly. Did you, watching the race from home, did you miss it? Were you happy you were not there? Listen, I would spot every race the rest of my life if I could fly in, spot the race, and fly home. But it's just Trucks. not that way. Oh, cup. cup. <laughs> let me let me specify. <laughs> I would fly I in and spot truck every series, cup. You can fly in and fly out the same day, I think. Yeah. Let's <laughs> um, over here. Truck series. <laughs> No, I don't know how anybody would sign up to do that other than the lifestyle is good. But no, Casey, like I miss the racing. I miss the spotting. I miss the competing. I don't miss all the other things. You know what I mean? Like I don't miss the flying. I'm not a big flyer. I get, I mean, Freddie will tell you, I'm scared to death on an airplane. If we hit a bump, I'm like, we're dying. The wing's falling off. Hell's coming through the windshield. The pilot's going to get shot by somebody. Like I am a nervous wreck on an airplane. So I don't miss the, uh, the flights, the hotels. But look, I still get to do it, right? So I get to, get to go to half the races. But Talladega is one of my favorite racetracks. Uh, I went in college. I took 20 cases of beer tied to the top of an RV, and we ran out. What was literally putting them in the RV? On Thursday. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we parked on Thursday, and we ran out on Sunday. My buddies were they were having a hard time putting their tent up, you know, I because bet. we were in an RV, so they like – Everybody was hanging out on the way there. We were drinking on the way there. The ones that weren't, the one that wasn't driving, uh, my, my, my stepdad, Roy Gramps, was driving. But on Sunday night after the race was over, after we run out of beer and well, none of us can drive, they're like, you guys can't stay on the infield tonight. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so we had to pack all this up driving out the tunnel and then we just slept till we were sober enough to, <laughs> to drive home. But that explains that thread they always have after after Talladega with the, you know, stuff people left behind. Yeah. Because if you're so drunk, yeah. you don't know what the hell I you're leaving. I've already been checking Twitter to see when that <laughs> I hope it's not that way anymore. But back in 1996, they kicked us out of the infield after the race. I assume it's not that way. I, I would hope. With the late race starts now, yeah. too? I would hope not. But, yeah. Brett, referring to yesterday's race and watching it from start to finish on the broadcast. Yep. Did you miss it or did you think it was not worth it? Man, you're, I don't think a lot of people are going to like this answer. Because I'm going to break down... Oh boy. What my struggle is with super speedway racing, because I've been trying to figure it out because I love plate racing, super speedway racing. It's literally my favorite thing to do while I'm at the racetrack. But from my perspective, super speedway racing in general has become way too predictable. It used to be we didn't know 
who was going to work well with who and who was going to pit when and who was going to push who. And now the OEMs have precedence. And then the team orders have precedence. And then the stage breaks tell us when we know yellows are coming. So when I used to go into this race, Casey, with with Elliot Sadler, with Jeff Burton, with Clint Boyer, with Justin Haley, um, it changed. When when Elliot and I would go, it was there were so many unknowns. And then the tandem thing happened and you needed a dancing partner. And then we undid the tandem thing and then the OEMs got so involved during my time at Stuart Haas with Clint Boyer and Ford went down there and Stuart Haas dominated that race. I mean, we kicked our tails that day. So when I, I watch this race now, I'm able to predict a lot of things that are gonna happen. I'm gonna be able to predict the, the window of of the, the manufacturers pitting together. And so I just missed the, the unpredictability of it, Freddie, if that makes sense. Because there's, we used to go on this thing and go, I don't know what the hell's going to happen for 188 laps. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the, the package itself more, but yeah, there's no, you know, it's, it's, it, you're kind of locked, locked in where you get in. Everybody has pre, you know, I, Everybody, you see all the spotters there early Sunday morning or, or Saturday because they have meetings with their manufacturers. Um, you know, everybody on the roof stands together, manufacturer based. It's just, it's that's what it comes down to now. And, and these guys have packs where they're going to work together until a certain point on the last lap. Um, and it's just, we're, you know, like you said, like everybody, Toyota's yesterday, first stage, for example, we could run till about lap 35, 36. So ideally, we want to be the third group down pit road. Just, you know, get don't let, you know, be on there by ourselves, safe, first stop, get through, get done. Um, nobody pit yet. So we had a, lot, a hard number of, all right, we got to come this lap. So we came, and then you see a couple laps later, the Chevys come, and then a couple laps later, all the Fords come. And, you know, it, it's just, it, that's all it is. And especially with the stage breaks, you know, okay, I can, the, the biggest thing here, and I don't know why we don't address this as like we did at the road courses, if we're basing everything off the stage break because we know that if we just pit here, we can get to the stage break and then we can fill it up at the stage break. And then we're going to do this. We're going to run X amount of laps. Then we can pit here, just put enough gas in to make it to the stage break. And we're going to fill up at the stage break again. If you don't have them stage breaks, you're, you're running the race completely different. And it's, and it, you know, it could be open up a bigger window of, so, you know, sometimes we see the Chevy's pit, super early in a run they'll they'll come down 10 laps before anybody get their group up and then try to get single file and make up time on the big pack while we're you know while we're still out there so i don't know like i wish that we would do the same thing we do road courses get rid of them stage breaks and it it would kind of lend itself to a little bit more unpredictability i think um yeah i don't like the stage breaks at plate racing i just think it you're there's no what ifs there's no, it's like, hey, we're going to pit here. We're going to pit a lap later, and then you got a group that pits a few laps later, and then it's right back to almost the same thing. My, my least favorite thing on top of what I just said, it being too predictable, is I watched Dale Earnhardt go from, I believe, 18th to first in two laps to win that race one time. You can't do that now unless yeah, there's there a big wreck. absolutely no and Track, way track to do position that. is almost as important as it is at somewhere like a Martinsville. I'm not telling you that things can't happen and the seas can't part and you can't make a move out of sheer luck. But once you're in line and lined up, it's it's a track position race. It, so you see the cars like it's a, it's, it's so weird because you got like the you had the HMS cars. They literally just rode around on the bottom, not even trying to get to the front. 
they did their pit cycle. They timed it right, got everything right. They're back to they're to the front now. Like I want to see guys that are good plate racers be able to make moves to get to the front. And I didn't see any guy that's a really good plate racer make a move that sprung him to the front. He got if he got lucky. Um, Bubba jumped up into the second lane or third lane one time and got third lane, I think. Third. And, yeah, and, y'all and, pulled and the got, train. He got pushed in like a lap and a half to the lead, and then that was it for the third lane. It fell back. Bubba got up to the front. Like, you, But there's no way guys like Joey and Brad and, and the guys like that can make moves from the back and, and knife through there. There's no middle lane. There's no, way to, there's no way to take a run to the outside, get some cars, and then get back in line. Everybody, it is a 200-mile-an-hour parade lap. And nobody can go anywhere. I mean, Chase Elliott, respectable super speedway racer, he can't make his way. I mean, none of the guys that are good. The cream cannot rise to the top there without getting super lucky. They can't yeah. make their moves that they're skilled at doing. Yeah, and it the the you know to the talking about the third lane, you know it would form up a couple times. You'd see it, and they would they're able to get to maybe the you know mid pack at best at most of the time. But then all that did was split the middle lane up and then made the bottom more dominant. You could see, like, the Toyotas, we were all lined up on the second lane, and we could run even with the leaders, run even with the leaders forever. If the third lane ever formed, and it was, you know, it was outside of maybe the ninth or tenth place car in the second lane, it would break that second lane up, and we would just continue to lose spots. We'd get cleared by four or five guys on the bottom versus being neck and neck with the leaders. So, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but this package just isn't – it just doesn't lend itself. And and to your point, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like used to be when we would go to these races, um, it, you know, Bubba and I, you know, we, we were pretty good at this when the old car, you know, and um, obviously we're not bad at it. Oh, well, maybe questionable after last night <laughs> yesterday. But you were good at it for like 500.1 miles. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was, you know, like there's it, – it just – you know situational like we shook out in the front we could stay there and know how to maintain that position but if we were buried in 20th we were going to be buried in 20th all day like you know like that's just the way that package is so it's you know it's i don't know i think it's probably really low down i heard they had good meetings about the short track package this week um all the drivers seem a little bit encouraged about that i would assume short tracks and everything else is kind of a lot higher priority because we only run four speedway races a year or i guess six if you count atlanta now but you know, that, that's actually I, more I short think, tracks than we run, if you think about yeah. it, because they I, took a Bristol away. I mean, to me, it goes back. You look at Martinsville. Those things look like they're stuck. There's no, like, they're, they're barely, they barely slid the rears when they're throttled up. I mean, tell me, could, back in the day, could you downshift at Martinsville in the middle of the corner? No. And just hammer down? That's what Tyler Reddick was doing. He's downshifting in the middle of the corner, and when he hammers down, he's going full throttle. Well, it's easy doing. He got 600 horsepower and a big tire. Well, these guys, like, why are the Xfinity cars so much harder to drive than it? You see John Hunter, he, what did he do in the Xfinity race? He came all the way to the top and got loose. Cup cars are not getting loose. The only time they fight handling issues there a lot. I mean, the 54 was fighting loose, but you, but he was still up there racing. But, like, you don't see guys. Um, most times when we have a wreck there, it's just guys swiping bumpers or throwing bad blocks. Like, the Xfinity cars, at least you can – manipulate air a little bit more and like john hunter he come all the way up and got loose and spun out by himself a cup car is not even close to doing that well there's times when a track gets changed like a charlotte like a texas and it makes the racing suffer this track is not the problem this track is four lanes wide everywhere five lanes wide at times and you're able to run 
two by two and that's it. It's not the track's fault. It's this car's fault. And I hope the fans use their voice to make it known because there's a lot of empty seats there and people are going to stop watching. And this should be one of the most exciting products of the year. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'd have had more fun watching Freddie rub his ass across cheese grater than watching stage one again. I wouldn't think I would enjoy that at all, actually. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I, I would agree. Me. There's going to be proponents that say like, oh, well, you know, your old package you know, all you guys did was get single file and ride around the top. But we got single file right around the top because it was unpredictable and the cars were on edge and, and massive runs were coming. But at least at that point, you like if you if I'm running mid pack in that package, I know that if we get a couple guys together, we can do something. We can make progress. If this car, you're you're buried wherever you're at. Denny like, would. As soon as yeah. Denny got five or six guys, he'd do it. He would do it five times before he actually got enough to people. He'd get some people, drive past 10, 12 cars, wouldn't be enough. They'd fall back all the way to the back. And two laps later, who's the only guy in the bottom again? Here comes Danny. I mean, it was relentless until he got enough people. But guess what? If he finally got enough people, it would make it work. So the only major unknown for me is when, when is a big one going to happen. And the problem is, for me, once you take the white, and this is where I think Bubba got himself in trouble yesterday, and Blaney, because they're both being super aggressive. Bubba is blocking very aggressively. Blaney is trying to pass him very aggressively. But at that point that you take the white flag, you're only racing until they wreck. You're not racing back to the checker. Yeah. How many races came back to the checker? Does Atlanta count? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's that's the only unknown for me. Atlanta. That'd have been great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, the, you'd be in a playoff of it, would have. I um. Like there's just or if no, you had done what Bubba done, you might have been in the playoff. Or it, or head on into the wall. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. The, the only time I think they're going to wreck in these scenarios is when the intensity picks up and when there's something to race for at the end. That other, otherwise, well, I don't know. Point. We're but, not going to see the aggressive blocking like at the end with Bubba on lap 15 of the race. We're not going to see it. And there's no reason to see it that anyway. But like they're, they're, these guys are literally it's the most controlled – Two by two at two hundred mile an hour that I've seen. Listen, the only the only it's, and we're talking about being situational. The only reason that that even we're even in position is that because the fifty four runs out of gas coming to the green and yeah. kills the bottom line. You know what I mean? Like I was I, happy I, about I, that. Yeah, me too. But you know, like if that doesn't happen, we're just going to run side by side to the end. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be even lanes. I don't know that. I mean, we would have probably eventually tried to back up to you and do something with the eight, but like. I, if if the fifty four doesn't if they take off even and the eight and the twelve stay side by side or I think the twelve was lead at that point right uh, like uh, I don't know yeah. what you could do like I don't know what to I won't know where to build a run from there you know what I mean like there's nothing you can do if you go three wide to the outside you're just you're gonna, gonna kill that lane yeah yeah how I mean, does that just... impact I know at super speedways and even they talked about on the broadcast yesterday OEMs working together and just you have your marching orders from that standpoint as far as who you know you could draft with. How did that impact who you worked with? And I mean, I mean it didn't nothing really, at the end. I had no Toyotas It didn't change to work anything. With. You got to the car. You you looked for. You don't see if unless it's your direct teammate, like yeah. unless you've been working with him. But it has to line up before that. You're not going to go. Oh, we just went to white flag. Where's my teammate? You're taking every momentum that you have at that time. You're reacting to. You don't see. You're pushing harder. You don't see car numbers or manufacturers on that white. You're flag. getting pushed harder. Yeah, I don't care who it is. No. I'm finding a bumper and getting pushed. Yeah. <laughs> like we, okay, we got to the eight, and what are we gonna do? We got no choice. We're shoving that eight because first of all, if you guys get wrecking like on the outside or whatever, and we keep green, we're gonna shove the eight all the way around till we get off of turn four and probably go outside or inside or whatever. So you're, 
you're looking for whatever your best play is at that point on that last lap. And the drivers are smarter than they've ever been. And the spotters up there, for the most part, are better than they've ever been. It's a lot different than when I got here and stood on the Daytona 500 roof in 2001. And nothing against these guys, but the majority of spotters at that time were pilots of the drivers or truck drivers or shot guys that weren't needed on race day, right? So um, spotting has become a craft. It has become uh, – it, it's changed a ton over the past 25 years. <laughs> Thanks to Freddie, it's become a craft. <laughs> um, and But because we've all gotten so good at it and we all understand it, like I was sitting there with Gramps yesterday uh, watching the race, and I was saying, watch for this, watch for this. The second car in line is actually the one in control of this line. When they can get tandem, they can bring that outside back to the front. And it's we, we all understand it now. We can't, quote, see the air like Dale Earnhardt could, but we certainly understand what it takes to make runs and get momentum. And I – Pray to God they do something in this package before we get back to Daytona. Well, when would they the need summer. to make that yeah, decision, I just don't right? Know what they'll do. Daytona's a little bit different product, though. Um, it ain't much. Different. It's worse. Well, I think I don't, it's, I think it's it, more narrow. Yeah, I think it has a chance to be a little bit better. I thought the 500 was a better. race. It won't than be better than a night race. Uh, no chance. Seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seventy. Yeah. Dark. I mean, if it's let's hope it's eighty-five. If I, I, I no chance. We've been telling you for years now that RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's go-to store for the latest and greatest officially licensed NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com is scheduled to receive the autographed Joy Logano Championship 124 scale diecast cars in the next couple of weeks. There were only 144 of these cars produced, and RacingUSA.com has a handful left to sell. They are set to sell out in a matter of days once they are in stock. If you want one, you need to order it now. Fans, RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Every product they sell is discounted every day. No coupon code is needed. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices. Your in-stock orders are shipped the very next business day, and you can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed die-casts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. So whenever you want a new hat, T-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to support your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated store for NASCAR merchandise. We will be autographing the 164 Door Bumper Clear die-cast sets that RacingUSA.com is selling this week. These sets are selling fast. If you want one before they sell out, you need to order it now. Just go to RacingUSA.com's homepage and click on the Door Bumper Clear banner on the bottom of the page. Thanks for supporting RacingUSA.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had some more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, what would you do? The best way to squeeze in that extra special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Spot on, spot off. Spot off. Spot on. <laughs> yeah, spot on. It was super fun yesterday to ride around there. and I am spot off. Damn. Where'd he come from? 
First topic, Kyle Busch says in the Martinsville race that Corey LaJoy, quote, slammed down into me and then admitted on his podcast that he wanted to crash me and create a yellow. He didn't get penalized, even though Hamlin did. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot off. I don't <laughs> I don't really get it. We, we talk about consistency all the time, and, uh, and Corey doubled down on it. Like, listen, here's the quote, you know. So I just hung a left. I was hoping to catch his right front tire and hook him in the fence and get the caution that I needed. That sounds like race manipulation to me. Uh, but he doubled down on it. He said it on Sirius Radio on Monday. And then he came back and said it on his podcast. And then NASCAR themselves posted on the NASCAR YouTube channel the clip of Corey talking about intentionally hanging a left turn into Martin uh, into Kyle Busch and trying to wreck him. So I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the difference, Brett. I, I have bad short-term memory, Andrew. So I'm going to ask that you put another thing in the show for next week because I am going to defer what happens here until we see what happens tomorrow with NASCAR. And I would assume that the integrity of the penalty has been looked at for over the course of the past week. We go back to Bubba Wallace, who was fined for saying he wrecked someone on purpose. No, we spun somebody. We spun our – We spun, we, we spun we got out on purpose. suspended for wrecking the five. You, we, we got fined for saying we intentionally spun out. You got, but, but you got fined for what you said, yes. not what you did. Yes. Okay? Then he got fined points and money for what he said, not for what he did. So prove to me – and I, I like Corey LaJoy a lot. I think he's lost his <laughs> mind right here. Like You're literally two weeks removed from a guy losing points and money and you're going to turn around and publicly say that you did it on purpose, trying to do this outcome. Um, I said it on the show. I feel like one of the reasons Denny got hammered is because he has a podcast. And I guess I should have said a podcast owned by Dirty Mo Media because <laughs> Corey LaJoy also has a podcast, and his podcast is owned by who? NASCAR. NASCAR. So if he gets away with this – then I want a podcast on NASCAR. Then I can go say whatever I want. I, I talked to some people yesterday, and they're like, well, the, you know, the difference is, you know, uh, Denny succeeded in what he wanted, and Corey didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Denny squeezed uh, Ross in the fence. Like, and then if they wrecked down the backstretch, it was because Ross was ch break checking him along the length of the back straightaway. They kept running into each other. They finished. But they both finished the race. Denny just squeezed him in the wall. Corey hung a left and knocked, and knocked Kyle down towards the wall. Kyle didn't wreck. I mean, I don't like. There's, it's the same scenario repeated. Yeah, they all finished both times. Yeah, I'm spot off. I think um, should probably give Danny his money back. Listen, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I here's what I would love to say. Say whatever the hell you want. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, if you wreck like, Kyle on purpose, you ought to be able to say uh, versus Ryan Priest, who we know wrecked Kyle Larson on purpose. We know that. Oh, I got loose there. Oh, off. You did not. I mean, you're lying. And we know you're lying. Ryan smirking in yeah. that interview. By like, the way. We, we, I mean, if if somebody in the NFL knocks the dog piss out of somebody else, they get up and get over the top of them and they give them, ooh, I meant to knock I mean, your head off. And here we're like, what oh, race? I didn't mean to hit that guy. What race am I talking about? Bristol, uh, mid to late 90s. Guy, one Rattle. driver gets into another Rattle driver. Cage. Yeah, it's. Oh, it, Terry Labonte, Dale Earnhardt. Meant to do it. Yeah. Gets out, says he meant to do it. I meant to rattle his cage. Yeah, I meant to rattle his cage, which means you meant to get into him. Yeah. Um, but you wrecked him, obviously. It was a great finish and, you know, uh, a great highlight of the sport. Good racing. But I, I, I hate when we think our fans are dumb. 
And that's exactly what we're asking them to be here. Like I hate when I'm watching it on TV and they're overselling something and I'm like, man, that ain't what's happening here. Um, our fans know better than this. This is no different. Our fans know that Priest wrecked Larson on purpose. Yeah, you're patronizing. Like, uh, and, and, and our fans know that Denny was doing what he was doing with Ross on purpose. They didn't like each other. So to, to make them go online and lie about it just – drives me bananas I just mean, let them be themselves that when you when we talk about last week we talked about we need superstars around here well how are you going to get superstars when they're afraid to tell you the truth and when they're afraid to get canceled yeah but then if they're afraid you- of cancel culture with their phones and whatever they say on social media and whatever they say in interviews and they're afraid to tell you the fans the truth because they're going to get fine points and money what the f- are we doing but then if that if if the consensus is to let them do what they want, let them admit it, I mean, wouldn't that on the back end cause a lot more wrecks and a lot more I don't drama? think it's not going to cause any more no. wrecks. You're, you're just looking for honesty. I don't think guys are going to go out there and intentionally wreck somebody just so they can talk about it after the race. No. I think that, you know, it's just you're just looking for honesty out of these guys. And listen, maybe if they don't penalize Corey, we open that back but up a little bit. when they're honest, now, you know what, because we see rivalries build from that. And then yeah. when two guys get near each other, you're kind of like, oh, what's going to happen here? Which is... You know, you're, it's it's sus- suspense, right? Kate, Casey Boat should be able to get out of her Audi out here and say, I'm sick of this shit. I wrecked TJ's Tesla because I'm tired of him bumping into me at stoplights. She should be able to say that. She shouldn't have to say, TJ, I'm sorry about your car. Uh, my throttle stuck behind you. I didn't mean to hit you. I mean, let's just be honest with each just, other. And I mean, you talk about inconsistency. Somebody, somebody's going to have to explain to me what the difference between what Josh Williams did at Atlanta and what Austin Hill did at, at Talladega is. Because Austin Hill left pit road, they're going green. Something falls off his car. They it makes the yellow come out for a second overtime. And for the record, and, Freddie, uh, Austin's car looked a lot worse than Josh Williams. Yeah, I, and then I saw him riding around. You know, looked like the tr- track bar or something must have been broken the back of it. Um, so roughly, the car was worse looking. Way worse. Yeah, undrivable yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, Casey's Audi when she runs into me. Josh, Josh could have finished the race with no problem that day, or I mean, maybe not no problem, but he had bare like, but. What's the difference there? You parked, you parked Josh, and then I don't know. I wasn't there spotting. Were you still there, or did you leave? I know that they were letting the twenty one ride around. I don't for I think un, for unlimited laps until I don't they went. Think green. he? I think he, he knew. I think he knew that he had to park it because he wasn't going to be able to finish the race the way his car was. But I don't. I don't. I didn't hear any penalties. So that's or even see worse. Any really, absolutely, because now you've got another chance for something to fall off the car and prolong the or, thing, or not meeting minimum speed. There is no way. Hey, that hey, listen, car that car wasn't going to run. Yeah, it wasn't going to meet 50 miles speed. an hour. That thing when I saw it, it took up two car widths wide. Of the, it was dog tracking so bad. I think that's what it. If about, you right? see me scratching different parts of my body, TJ, it's because I sat out by fire and pigeon forge this weekend. I got mosquito bites on me. I didn't know mosquitoes were out. Why yet. didn't you wear a shirt? So if I like do my back towards you like this, will you just kind of give me you, like a little? Why were you out by a fire <laughs> with no shirt on? And pigeon I had forge. a shirt on. I had a shorts. What did they uh, bite through the shirt? Yeah, they go no up in my sleeves. They, guess. Mosquitoes think that I'm like dessert. Where is this they just come from? suck on me all over my body. He's over here oh, scratching God. his hands. Here suck the blood out of me. Like right here, my hands itching and my ankles are itching. Are you now sure everything's it's not like poison ivy. All right, sorry. All right, let's move on. Ross Chastain went three wide on a late race restart and makes contact with Gregson, Almirola, and Blaney, who were collected in a multi-car crash. Spot sorry. on, spot off, TJ. <laughs> sorry, I started laughing there. I'm. <laughs> Just, I got to tell this really quick. So Earl's down there next to me. Oh, God. <laughs> First of Earl all. Earl spots from Noah, by the way. Every every five minutes, hey, who spots for that car? Oh, <laughs> Which yeah. car do you got again? <laughs> and then 
So they were short on fuel. So nothing's changed with Earl. No. 20 years, the same Earl. They we were, don't know what's going on with what team and driver. He told me, I said, Earl, are you short on fuel? I love Earl. I'm just kidding. And he looks over and he goes, he goes, no, nah, we can run six more laps. And I, he, it was, we only had like two. He's like something. It, the math was like four laps off. And I go, Earl, it's lap 189. Or, so, or we were already in overtime. He's like, oh. like He <laughs> <laughs> was like four laps short on where he thought he was supposed to go. But. Um, look, man, I, I mean, I'm not spot on for the wreck, but you got to know who's behind you. If you leave the door three quarters of the way open, that one car is going through it. The, the, the train is, has a lot of steam <laughs> and at the end of a race, that train has even more steam. So you got to be aware of your surroundings at this point and realize who's behind you uh, at that point. If I'm Noah, I don't even care where the inside row is. I am looking in the mirror at that one car and making sure that bumper stays attached to mine and going forward. I mean, yeah, he's probably going to poke out at some point, but that third lane was hard in the front. Like He wasn't going to go to the third lane without getting some help right then. And um, I don't know. I mean, you can't you can't leave the door open like that and, and then close it right away. If you leave it open for, I mean, less than a second, they're there. So you can't do that. Yeah. The the I know it's easy to say it's the don't go to tour rolls on i don't blame ross uh, for that but i think I, if you listen to my audio coming to green we were about third or fourth in that line and i just said to bubba i said the 42 is leading to one second in this line he's going to ship this kid at some point like if you're ross not there's nothing against Noah. i thought noah did a pretty good job yesterday he gave an untimely push to harrison in three and four as they went over a bump and it, it turned harrison i don't think that was anything egregious on noah's part uh so i thought he did a good job but in this situation Ross isn't going to ride behind Noah. That's just if you know Ross, you know the way Ross races. He's going to do everything he can to to get rid of you, and especially with the five behind him. And they're just shoving. You know, they're, he definitely shoved Noah up a lane. The five is up. Ross is ass shoving him. And like you said, the hole opens up, and and it's a it's a it's the overtime restart. He's not going to go. All right, yeah, come on back down. No, it'll be fine. You know, he's going to fill the hole, and he was probably to his wheel almost when Noah decided his to come back there. down. And and, yeah. and close the hole off. And unfortunately for Noah, that it, it, your race is over at that point. Like you, you have two options. You can just get out of line, or you can wreck half yeah. the field. And they they tried to squeeze the hole back close, and it was way too late. And and they and they you know caused a big one. But yeah, that I don't blame Ross at all for that. Noah made two mistakes. He opened the door and he squeezed him down to the point that the guy who was on the bottom was literally run on the apron because of how little room Noah was giving egregious e-g-r-e-g-i-o-u-s outstandingly bad as freddie just said um, ross didn't do anything egregious i said no it didn't do anything egregious no no it didn't do anything egregious that was the wreck that the 41 and 5 were in right yes that's unfortunate to see the 21 have having a good day i mean leading the race in a position to have a good day finally and that kid needs one and then to literally just Get wrecked. An amazing you can, save on his part. You can watch. If you watch the video, there's a slow-mo video of it. You can see it's the tunnel, you know, where they put the new tunnel in over there. Yeah. Right as he gets over that, there's a change of color on the asphalt there. And right as he comes to the end of that asphalt, it, the car does a dip. And at the same time, no, it hits, hits him. him and shots and him it's, And it's over. Yeah. Now, that, the, the don't give a tour is 100% innocent. He did what he's supposed to do. He's got to move. He's got to run. They, I, I mean, everybody would have drove over there at that point. Why, why would Noah go to the top when the top hadn't worked all day? Yeah. yeah. How I, about, Noah's going to watch that back and realize he screwed up. How about, before we get to the 40, 41 and the 5, Did where were you at when the 21 spun? Very, very, I don't remember. Like 18th, 20th, 30th? I don't know. 
I saw it happen. Well, no. When I looked up there, I had no idea where he went. I yeah. was like, they're like, so put it on my like, We were second in line, and they're, they're, they when they built that tunnel in three and four, I don't know what they did, but the, yeah, campers, are, the campers are higher now for whatever reason. They weren't that high. I think they built the infield up. I think they I think they raised the ground up when they put the camp they when the tunnel in. But like Noah's leading, I mean, uh, Harrison's leading the second line, the uh, bottom line. We're in the second yeah. and top, and all of a sudden we go into three, and Harrison disappears. The, the and I'm 21's like, gone. I'm like, where the hell did he yeah. go? <laughs> like, he's gone. Yeah. And I told Bubba, I said, hell, just so you know, I really didn't pay attention to this early, but I never saw him once he got below the line. So, like, there's something. But, yeah, but that the five and the 41, I saw a picture of the five car when I got on the plane with the door bars torn out of it. And then I saw the in car video of the forty one, and the like as bad as, as mad as I was about the way the race ended. Then I was just thankful because Ryan's a really good friend of mine. I was I texted him. I was like, "Man, are you all right?" And he he texted me back. He said, "Yeah, I'm just pissed off." Uh, so, but I mean, that was vicious looking. That was really scary looking. Well, here was my take on this thing as I watched it play out. First of all, I was scared for their safety as I was on multiple times on Saturday's race. I mean, you don't. We know a lot of these guys, if not all these guys, sometimes that are involved in these wrecks. So it's it's it's, it's hard on the heart to watch somebody you you have a friendship with tumbling down the racetrack or getting hit in the door or you know t-boning somebody and watching their head bounce off their steering wheel. And and we as a sport in 2001, and I'm going to go and kind of side with Freddie on something he said a lot on this this show last year. 2001, we lost Dale Earnhardt, and I don't know how many lives have been saved since then. I know Michael McDowell's. I know Elliot Sadler's. I could keep going with the list, but I won't. As a sport, um, you look at football. They change the helmets, right, trying to protect the guy. They change where you can hit a quarterback when he's defenseless. They change where you can hit a receiver when he's defenseless. Like Sports are constantly trying to protect athletes because the sport – consistently gets faster. I mean, you guys were running 190, not you guys, but your drivers were running 195 miles an hour yesterday around that racetrack. Um, we've seen guys go 202 miles an hour. We're, we're constantly getting faster and faster with this car that is meant to be potentially slower because of technology. My point is this, in a world where we're trying to make everything safer and safer, we've got guys like Kyle Larson getting out of the car saying, man, my cockpit's destroyed. And, and you could tell – he was scared. Like, he, he was truly thankful that he was okay, but he was also like, man, my cockpit's destroyed. And, and had that been driver's side, what, what would have happened? And I, and I think Freddie kept saying last year, like, why would we do anything that's not as safe as it was, if, if not safer? So, you know, knowing what we know about the concussions last year, knowing what we know about rear impacts, like, I think as a sport, and listen, I know they're working on it. Like, we just got to keep plowing forward with making this thing as safe as it can be. If that Hans, if, if do we know if preset on the Hans device that like Ricky and Larson and them like to wear? I think he had a Hans. I think he just had a normal Hans device. Because his, it looked like his head hit the steering wheel. No, it didn't hit. The, it was close, but it, like if you slow it down enough, you can see where the Hans stops or, or whatever, whatever he's wearing. Because at first when I watched it at full speed, I thought his head hit the wheel and that's what flipped his shield up. Yeah. But I think the force of the wreck is what flipped the shield up and then you can see his head heading to the wheel, and then it stops. And I think that's the Hans or whatever head and neck restraint he has working. Yeah. I think all the safety stuff in Ryan's car watching that video, it worked. But this, at the same time, he's still absorbing way too much of the wreck. You know, like the, the, the violent 
just the the images are so violent that we have to figure out a way that the driver isn't absorbing all of that energy. That's that was the biggest thing we did with safer barriers and and the, the way the cars kind of you know they they crushed instead. So the car took the energy instead of the driver, and you see that yesterday. And Ryan, like if you watch the whole thing, like Ryan thinks he's through the wreck. You know what I mean? Like. He's he's checking up. He's checking up. Okay, now he you know he's downshifting, and right as he downshifts, wham! You know he like he, that's when he you know hits the fifty uh, the five, but like you know I think everything safety wise worked. The seat actually gives a little bit, but you know just the the amount of violence in the driver itself like that's something that needs to be addressed. They all walked away, and that's all we all want to see. You know, you just I, I could, you could tell Larson was distraught. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, and I heard a lot of people ask, I, I was one of them yesterday, like, thank God that wasn't driver's door. But I went back and looked, and, and the driver's side is reinforced a lot more than the passenger oh, side. Um, so they have more structural plates in that side of the car than, than and I think it was Bozy that was tweeting images if you want to go look them up. Uh, but, you know, so, but still, at the same time, that doesn't excuse anything because a bar from the right side could have just as easily come across the car. If you look at that picture where the, 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 the top door bar, roll bar, not roll bar, but the top of the door bar there is pushed over up above the window and then over to the left. Toward so, the driver. Yeah, towards the driver. So, I mean, if that thing snaps off, it's a spear going at him instead of just bending. So Good news is they took that car back to R&D Center. Yeah, I seen they took a bunch. They took that O2, I think, back from Saturday. Uh, so, you know, that that's what they – That's and unfortunately, sometimes stuff like this is where – you know, this is how you kind of learn, you know, yeah. to, to what to do. You, to make you'll never recreate that exact wreck no. again, no matter so, how hard you try. You mentioned like a Larson who obviously and rightfully so was scared after that. And, and a lot of guys have had some pretty vicious wrecks. Well, Larson's locked into the playoffs. So who's to say, like, is there a rule out there that says he can't race? Like he he is not able to say I'm not racing Talladega because I don't feel yeah. safe there is there. a rule. Yeah, you can't you, have to you get must, a waiver. You, have to you get must waiver. start all the races. And that would be one where they wouldn't. I would hope, like, but I you would, could, Casey. To your point, I mean, you could have food poisoning, and you could run a lap. Yeah, and you could get out and let Justin Algar get in it. I twisted my. Well, I mean, just hey, I I sprained my knee yesterday. I mean, I'm sure they're not, are they asking yeah. for doctor notes when you when you apply for your waiver? Right. I mean, you know? you're putting yourself at risk when you're already lost but in you the playoffs. You, you could you, you start could start be back and be perfectly fine. But I mean, if you don't have to listen, start but, but but and you're you're making valid points, Casey. Um, and I'm not discounting them, but these guys aren't normal. They're animals. They have a sickness. I mean, we, we talk, me and Freddie have talked about it at length with friends of ours that get injured in race cars that have no reason to ever get back in another race car because they're wealthy and because they have kids and because they have families and they're in their 40s. And they've been told by doctors, if this happens again, you may not be okay. You may lose your life. You may have forever, you know, concussion symptoms. You may have all these problems, and they can't wait to get back in the damn car. I mean, it's a terrible disease. Yeah. I mean, Greg Biffle, I, I was listening to an interview with him yesterday. Um, God, I should bring up something here, but I won't. Uh, you can't just say that. I know, but Greg Biffle was, was talking about an interview. I mean, you could tell at 50 years old that he truly would love to get back in a race car. And it's like you asked me earlier, um, do I miss the spotting aspect of it? I mean, looking back on it, my answer is similar to Biffle's because Biffle was like, I miss being in the race car. I don't miss being in a wreck. Yeah. I don't miss doing 100 autograph sessions a year yeah. and, and being away from home to have to do them. Like, um, but you could tell in his voice if somebody calls him right now and says hey would you like to run over this weekend in a cup car he'd say yeah i'm in yeah 100 <laughs> percent. selling a little or a lot 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Moving on, Austin Dillon said there's not really much you can do out there. Track position is key. It's a struggle to make turns, echoing other drivers' comments about the difficulty to pass at super speedways. TJ, spot on, spot off. Uh, he's 100% right. Um, he's, there's two lanes, and the third lane's not really um, – it, it's hard to get it to even do anything. So um, these guys can't do – I mean, they just can't do much. You're the, stuck. The – the biggest thing I've taken away from this form of style, this style of plate racing now is the only thing that matters in the entire race is how much fuel you have to put in your car on the last pit stop. Because that's all we do all day long is ride around saving fuel. Minimize time on pit road at the last pit stop. Yeah, because literally all we do all day long, and this is why you saw a third lane sometimes, the the 12 at one point us in the 12 or maybe gibbs in the 12 we're leading the two lines and we're pushing the 12 uh, 54 we're running like 60 70 percent throttle ryan blaney a leading the, the race ran because 80%. yeah because the the top line's getting there because we're not going as fast as we can if we were going as fast as we can the top lane never has a chance to form up so and that and these guys are literally just saving fuel because that will you know we did it at one of the stage breaks where we the first stage we got towards the back and we just pit before one of the breaks and knew the stage was coming. So we pit, put fuel in it, and we just rode around in the back because we knew that we saved enough fuel. We jump half to three quarters of the field as soon as we come down pit road because they have to wait on they have to wait on say six seconds of fuel, and we only got to take four. Well, that two seconds is huge. a huge difference on pit road. So you know, and Danny did it. You see, Danny Danny actually executed a lot better than us because. In my mind, it was, okay, just save fuel. We'll jump up there and be fine. Denny actually raced a little bit, gained about maybe seven, eight spots more than us. Well, we came out of pit road. We were 10th. He was leading. So now it's like, okay, when you're in that position, you've got to kind of push a little bit to just get 
even to go from 35th to 25th, and now you're going to jump everybody on pit road. So the, the, the whole race strategy now is literally just saving fuel as much as you can, defend the lane. You know, obviously we had to push a little bit. The third lane got there. We kind of pushed, the, you know, took off again in the middle and made it fade. But the, but the whole race, I mean, do you really want a race where we're all riding around at 70% throttle just kind of trying to ride? I mean, if the guys leading the lanes maybe have to be a little bit more, but I think Blaney was still running 70% he was. or so. He was saving fuel, leading the race on the bottom lane. Yeah. So, and we rode in the back. What What's different here is at Daytona, when the, when the groups would pit separate, they would get spread out. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have a you'd have the Chevy group four or five seconds in front of the next group, and then that next group would kind of here when they all came out, yeah, it was one big pack. And that was the problem if you pitted late, even if you took less fuel. The pack was so big and it was so fast that it made up the time for fuel. That's what we kind of fought a little bit. We thought we'd be better. But the pack formed, and instead of having a 6-8 car line, you had 15, 8, 20 cars in a big pack all bunched together, I mean, flying. So Moral that, of the story is stopping for stage breaks is stupid at Talladega and Daytona. That's the moral of the story. Uh, you can pay your points. You can make that lap have a meaningful purpose in terms of the outcome of the race and the outcome of playoffs, but stop stopping this particular race for stage breaks. Yeah, and we know it. Like what three of us have done it, I guarantee, numerous times. If you're, What happens is when you get down to the end of the stage, you know, you're running. We got two lanes, two lanes, whatever. We're running. There's 10 to go on the stage. We're running. We're running. Five to go on the stage. If you're running like 15th or worse, guess what happens? You lift and get the get out. Get that out. You know, because so that that just diminishes the racing at the end of the stage. If, because, if you know you can't finish top 10. Yeah, get out. There's bail. no point in being there. We're nowhere near. So you yep. see last yesterday, if you go back and watch the last stage or whatever, the first stage, I think we were riding in the back anyway because we had pit. But you just see more cars coming back to us, more cars coming back. I don't to know us. how in the NASCAR debrief they can't see what we're seeing and realize this is detrimental to that race. Yeah. Same, it's, just, it's the same as road, road courses. Same thing. After the race, Bubba Wallace said, I caused that one, not the 12's fault at all, after he was involved in a multi-car incident on the last lap. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Spot on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, spot off, obviously. Uh, just going back, to, I mean, I thought we did about as good as we could for 99% of that race. Um Last restart, like I said, the 54, I could just take you through it from my side of it. 54 runs out of gas coming to green, so I knew our lane was going to get the big shove, and three or four of us were going to get clear up there. Uh, so we got clear. TJ got clear. TJ's guy got clear. Six, I knew it was going to probably fade the bottom because the top kind of fell apart a little bit behind him. So we, with six goes bottom, we go bottom. We're pushing the eight. They get linked up with Blaney out back. We go through three and four, coming to the white. I told Bubba, push the eight out. We pushed the eight out as far as we could and then back up to the six. That's your idea is trying to get the eight on an island. So you push them out as far as you can, back up to the six. Now you've got the run on the eight. We had to defend a little bit on the six off of four, maintained our run, got got the run on the tw- – I, which I don't know. Blaney keeps saying we threw three blocks. If he thinks we threw a block – You threw passing, two. Passing, I think they're, they're counting one passing the eight as a block, but we were just taking a run on the eight. Yeah. Uh, so we, we pass him. Six stays down. Didn't surprise me. Pick up Blaney. I thought we were in good shape there. Told him once we get clear of the eight, Blaney's going to get clear. He's going to go bottom, be ready for it. We went bottom, and when we went bottom, we got loose. And it wasn't nobody's fault. You know, I think, I don't know if Bubba just maybe too aggressively blocked to the bottom, but we got free on entry to one. 
drove across the apron. From that point on, the only block I remember calling, and I have to go back and listen, like I, I, I listened to a little bit, but I still have to go back again. I, I called the block on Blaney, and we got loose, drove across the apron. From that point on, I thought we were wrecking the whole time. You know what I mean? I thought that I'm like, oh, he's going to have to chase this thing up the hill. So I just said, like, keep coming, top, keep coming. And if I had known, going back and looking at it, he did regather himself off the apron and then throw a second block that was a little late. Blaney got us in the right rear and just got us out of shape, and we spun. Nothing Blaney did wrong, obviously. He's trying to take any run he can. Hindsight, going back, looking at it, if I knew he was in control and and was – I just was shocked that he saved it for one – we needed to be on the bottom. We should have just let Blaney go to the top because he had no help. The 17 had split the two. That lane was going to stall out. We needed to go back to the bottom, pick up the eight and the six, or we're going to have the momentum off of two and, and race them for the win. But you get – we've talked about on here a thousand times. You get in that position where what's rule number one? Protect your right rear. The guy coming with the runs, going to your right rear. So in my mind, if even if I had said, you know, block the top or, or take the top, that's what you're thinking. Like you're thinking you can block that 12 and get back to the eight if you stall them. But it's just, it was a late blocking. But I think Bubba said in his interview, I, I didn't read I didn't see it yet, but I heard people say that he, he took blame for it. Um, it, it. You know, it was, it was what it was. But like we talk about it here all the time, like you've got to try and win the race. And at that point, obviously going back and looking at it, our best shot to win the race was blocking the eight on the bottom and trying to take that momentum. But listen, it happens pretty fast. And I was just amazed we saved it after driving across the apron. So that was kind of where I was at live mid myself watching TV and going back and look at it. It's a lot easier to pick apart. Yeah. I mean, we were, I think that's why Brad didn't be any more aggressive at the end of Atlanta. I mean, I think if he goes up, there's probably contact. Does it get him loose and shoot him down? Who knows? I think, um, you know, I think Brad wishes he had that one back. And I think Bubba wishes he had his back because I think Bubba screwed up and I think Brad screwed up. If if Joey didn't pass us earlier, like Bubba admitted you. screwing up. Bubba had the most mature interview he's ever had after a old moment. To be honest with you, he congratulated Freddie on doing he a did. great job. He oh, congratulated his team on bringing a fast car. And to be quite honest with you, he was one of the few guys out there that actually made the race exciting for me to watch. Um, so I, I'm spot on for what Bubba said. I'm spot on for how he handled it and. I blame the system. It went in your end, man. Bubba's doing everything he can to block. Blaney's doing everything he can to pass. Bubba tried to hang a right when Blaney was already there, but Blaney was there. It, it almost looked like when Blaney hit Bubba, it got Bubba so out of shape when he made the move to the bottom. A lot of times you'll get hit and it'll knock you out there. Well, Bubba had to gather it up, and because of that, Blaney's momentum just never broke. So no matter which way he was going, he was going to break the plane of the bumper any second he wanted to, and when he did, Bubba went up. Wrecked himself, obviously wrecked a lot of cars, but spot on for, for how he handled it. And, uh, again, thank goodness it got exciting. But when it did, it got real exciting. I wish it wasn't as exciting. There. <laughs> I wish they would have wrecked behind us <laughs> as soon as we took well, the white. Well, <laughs> that's the thing you're saying. Like, you, you take the white and you and you look and you replay all these scenarios. You're never, ever racing back to the checker. Yeah, no. You have to maintain the lead at all costs if you're leading because the race can end at any moment. <clears throat> Speaking of – Racing back to the checker flag. When are people going to understand that the field's they, frozen? That the field is frozen. <laughs> why are we racing back to line? Like, you, you come down and, and hit me, right? Yeah. Because I thought we were getting right hooked, like Daytona. I really thought we were getting right hooked. But luckily, it hit us in the right front. And Brad didn't even wreck. I mean, he had to go all the way up to the wall, but we kept our momentum and we were in fifth place. Good Lord. I mean, we're doing 100 mile an hour still, all, over 100, all the way around to the start finish line. And they're the pack, they're still racing. Like, when, what, like when the yellow comes out, the field is froze. Like you can slow down, just finish the lap. When are, like I don't understand why people get on the radio and say, 
you know, keep going past that guy. Like, it, it's frozen. Like, you're not – it's from where you were 20 seconds ago, not where you're at now. Like, I – it, did you see him all come around to the start finish line? I, yeah, I was. I mean, I was trying to watch Bubba, but yeah, I saw him racing back to the line like it was the a prob- race. Was the problem is, we have seen some things get changed based they on. They were changing it late last night. Okay, they were changing so, but I'm, I'm fine. I get I, it I, first I, little I, bit. I totally understand what you're saying, TJ. But maintaining race speed and utilizing scoring loops, and was this person in or not in an accident? I've seen a guy get in an accident. And they literally give him six or seven spots back. They don't give him where he blended. They give him where he was running when he hit the guy. Like, you never know. And these drivers know that. And, 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 and so I don't fault anybody for trying to get the best finish they can get. I totally hear you. Personally, I'm on, on board with what you're saying. But given some inconsistent but these guys lineup, weren't in a wreck. Go, go but back. That, That's what I'm saying. These guys weren't a, in a wreck. a safety concern, too? Like, we know there's a caution because there was a wreck. Like, couldn't you have – I mean, wouldn't that be an issue? It's not not an issue for sure. Um, but again, there's there's so much ambiguity in some of the things that happen around here. <laughs> Sorry, TJ. I know it's a big word. <laughs> TJ's shaking his head like, "Amber, what?" I mean, did you look that up last night? Us- <laughs> figure out how to use. When it. I was looking up the e word, I found the a word. Um, <laughs> but no, boy. it just we're not omniscient, TJ. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, so it just it is what it is, man. These guys are they've been out there for four hours. They've lost their minds and they just want to they get the best finish they minds. can and get out of there. Say, oh, there. I feel like these guys are like soldiers going off to war when they land at Talladega and Daytona. They land and they look out the window and they think, man, I just hope I get to go home after this race. And I, I truly believe that because this is that they know their fate and it, it is not in their own hands. Um, Kyle Larson and, and Ryan Priest and all them guys yesterday, they're in a wreck that was not of their making. They're in a massive wreck, pulling tons of Gs, whiplash. I mean, the replay I saw, Priest could have easily broke his wrist in that crash. Like, I think they truly land at these places, and this is part of the mystique of it. This is part of what makes it great. It's part of what makes them heroes. I think a lot of the mystique of it is, man, I just want to go home. It is time for the DBC A Main. What's going on in the dirt world this week? I watched a I watched a great race with uh, at the Talladega Short Track, um, the late model race. Uh, actually, Bobby uh, Bobby Pierce was running good. Broke a tire, cut a tire, or broke a wheel or something. There's Larson, a bunch of guys broke a wheels. Larson was uh, running really well and broke one as well. He actually, I wish the race was about 20 laps longer because he got all the way back up from mid 20s to seventh place at that at that track so bobby uh bobby pierce was running good broke a tire cut a tire or broke a wheel or something there's larson, a bunch of guys broke a wheels larson was uh running really well and broke one as well he actually i wish the race was about 20 laps longer because he got all the way back up from mid 20s to seventh place at that at that track so Pretty impressive run was, by dude. It was, it was did fun you watch, to watch the? I was wondering. I saw when I drove by the track, drove by the dirt track on the way to the track on Sunday. They had that. They got a new wall. They built a new wall in one and two that they didn't yeah. have, and it looked like some of the wall, like the 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 
two by fours behind the wall, which I'm assuming for billboards was knocked down. So I don't know. Did somebody I didn't get see. up in the yeah, fence? I just saw the feature. I'm sure somebody probably did. Speaking of that, point. did you see that Tyler Harris wreck? Uh, where, I don't even know. Was where that the that sprint was. car? Sprint car, yeah. It was at one of five speedway. He oh. went for a ride. As soon as that right rear hit the fence, it it like skyrocketed. Like that tire was a spring. Uh, but did you see? Did you see how windy it was though? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it and looked like it was super windy there. So I wonder if that had any effect oh, on it. That, I mean, that wind up with the, the size of the, the wing, wing you gotta yeah. think is ridiculous yeah. for them guys. But the Talladega short track that was a big dirt late mile race too. Yeah, it's so, like fifty thousand to win. Yeah, it was who a won? Big race. Everybody know. Um. Yes, by Overton. Overton. He did. Yeah, that's like I think two years ago he was the he was like the Davenport. Like he won all the races. Yeah, pretty sure it was Overton. Yeah, I seen pictures of of Larson's wheel. Looked at like the center section just broke out of Larson's wheel. I I don't know about. They went to take uh, it off. They jacked the car up, and the guy was looking at it like, <laughs> uh, what do we do now? <laughs> but he got. I'm telling you, man, that was. It doesn't matter what dirt car you put this kid in, though. He. Just goes to the front. Doesn't I matter mean, what car you put him in. Doesn't yeah, dirt well, asphalt doesn't really it's matter. A, it's impressive he, what he does in a short time in a dirt car. He went where uh, I saw. I think it was Eldora last week. He went and just jumped in somebody's like Imca modified and won. Oh yeah, I watched that. Right? Yeah, it was Allgaier's like, car. Was it car? Yeah, and just goes out there and wins. Like there's like the I think it was this, they said it's like the seventh different class he's won in uh, wow. at Eldora. Eldora. He yep. literally just drove around the. He wasn't even running the cushion. He was if running I, like if a I high were, middle. If I were a driver. I wouldn't put Kyle Larson in my car. No. That's no. the dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> Unless you but want if you're to be done. Allgaier, if Allgaier don't go out there and dominate I'm going to I'm I'm tell you how you find out how bad you are. You put Kyle Larson in your car and he wins the first time he's ever sat in the seat. That's how you find out. Yeah, he's uh, he did really – I mean, I'm sure. How long until they That's got? That's why when I get people to sub, substitute spot for me, I'd get people who couldn't spot. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Never get a good spotter to take your place. No, you Will. Don't. Wheel, <laughs> yeah, you get Will the bus driver to be your second. That was Will. We talked to Will lately. I mean, oh poor Will. God, <laughs> hey, it's one and only wins. We're going back to the track we won at pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, Darlington Mother's Day. We need to bring Will to to the Mother's Day celebration down in Darlington. That'd be great. Yeah, the Talladega <laughs> dirt track was good racing. That is a great. That's a cool race track. I love that. And they did a great job promoting it around like NASCAR weekend too. I think. It's always nice when they can cross promote and bring in NASCAR crowd too. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. Are you struggling with getting a nap on Sunday afternoons? Boy, do I have the solution for you. It's Cup Series Super Speedway Racing. Fall asleep to boring side-by-side racing resembling the pace laps the day began with. Watches racing's best can't pass for <laughs> You'll get Clint Boyer's whoa alarm to wake you up whenever there's a crash in overtime. And for a limited time, we'll throw in Cup Series Martinsville package absolutely free. Take advantage of this offer now with promo code TJ Sucks for 20% <laughs> off your order. <laughs> that guy's got a future in marketing, I think. He definitely, uh, he definitely added the bonus on there when they gave the Martinsville package. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I tell you what, you NASCAR drivers are some tough sons of. <laughs> I'm talking about some cornbread-fed mother. <laughs> Holy hell! Did you see the hit that Ryan Priest had on Kyle Larson? Good God, he took a hell of a shot and then let some crawl right out his window and walk to the. Intake care, field center, whatever the hell you call it. I tell you what, I'd be in a parking lot, 
and a buggy come rolling down and barely tap my car. I fall out that some holding my neck and my back screaming, help me, help me. Somebody call 911. Is that Russell? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, he knocked a pepperoni out of him. Uh, I can tell you that. And his sausage. That was that was a shot. Shot. Larson was in the back of Chastain going into one. What's he supposed to do there? Run over Gregson and turn him, or try and make the third lane work? And it just ends up that they all spin around. I get the fact that he has a reputation as a reckless driver, but I mean, people can't complain about the race being boring. The whole time, because nobody can pass, and then as soon as the driver goes for the win, they all immediately dogpile him because it causes one incident. Who's he fussing about going getting spun around? <laughs> I don't like. I uh, guess no. I don't, we said yeah, on here that it wasn't, wasn't Ross's fault. Ross yeah, didn't do anything wrong. And Ross, like to the point, somebody said, "Well, he shoved him up the hill." Yeah, I mean, Larson was shoving him, so like if he didn't want to shove him, he was going to get shoved with him. So yeah, if you're if you're in the front row on a I green mean, white checker, you're getting shoved. <laughs> yeah, if I'm on the front row, you want to get shoved. I, Listen, I, yeah. I I don't care if there's seven of you. He came that. down to me yesterday <laughs> and he said, "Can you take a push?" I said, "All you got, bud." <laughs> like, I was wrong. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. Well, great messages as always. Don't forget to head to anchor.fm slash clear. You'll see that message icon and keep we'll keep picking the best ones each week. It is time for Ask DBC. Today's Ask DBC segment is brought to you by Valvoline, the original motor oil. Send in your questions on Twitter using hashtag AskDBC and we'll keep answering the best ones. First one is from Alicia. Elijah. That's Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. Thank with her. you. What's up? Rude. <laughs> There's <laughs> some ambiguity in her name pronunciation. Did Freddie get nervous with MJ sitting on the 23 box? I was trembling. No, you don't get nervous. Uh, people I ask would. me all the time, like, if you get nervous and it's just, I don't know. I don't, maybe it's, some people do. I don't really ever feel like I'm nervous. I think if you listen to my radio long enough, you know my my tone is pretty monotone. Unless you know the, the very last lap, you know if something quick's happening, I think I probably raised a couple octaves when we were trying to block the bottom. But uh, you know, it's just it is what it is. I'm not going to do a different job because he's there or not. And I texted Brett last night. I said, you know, part of me was really bummed out that that didn't work out a little better because that would have been a hell of one to to spot to the win with the boss sitting on the pit box. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it would have meant a lot if we could have won, but it, it didn't affect anything I did yesterday. MJ texted me after race and said you did a great job <laughs> for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it's really cool, though, man. Like, you look at where we come from, TJ from uh, New York, um, Freddie from New York, but Long Island, completely different part of the world, me from a small town in South Carolina. And so for me to, to sit there and watch – the race, the broadcast that is on Fox and know that Michael Jordan of all people is sitting there listening to Freddie Kraft from Long Island, New York, (laughs) who grew up uh, freaking what's that figure eight racing y'all do up there? Like figure eight racer extraordinaire meets the best basketball player in world history. Um, So like I was, uh, there was a proud moment of me for Freddie. I was like, man, look how cool this is. Then I had a fan tweet me and say, is Michael talking on channel one or channel two? And I wanted to retweet it and I didn't and say, you dumb (laughs) he don't have a microphone on his headset. He's just listening. Thank God. Thank God. Cause he probably would have, I mean, do you see? Like, I think it's funny. You know, I and like I talked about this on here last year when I met him. Like, how involved he is talking about, 
you know, he's bringing up, are we going to short pit this stage and get track position? So I was like, oh, I guess he, you know, pays more attention than I assume. But then yesterday, like he's one of the wrecks. I think it was when uh, Harrison got turned. You know, he's explaining to somebody behind him on the box what happened, and he's already got the NASCAR hands down. You know, he's, yeah. he's you know, he's showing them, you know, this guy went around this way and that, and then, you know. He's really like, Freddie, get rid of <laughs> could, you imagine, could, could you imagine, TJ, Michael Jordan explaining something to you, and you, you, you'd be like, man, he don't know what he's talking about, but I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> I wouldn't tell him. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, sir, MJ. I guarantee you he knew exactly what he was talking about. Oh, like, it's, it's unbelievable. Michael, let me show you how to run the pick and roll right here. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure. Right, he, let me let they, me show you, Michael. It's cool though. He's on he's on the pit box, man. It it's shows really you how. Cool. And you see, like as soon as like you see his reaction as soon as we did get turned, like how invested he is. As you like, wrecked just, him, yeah. <clears throat> since we got since we got wrecked, that's what he was uh, saying. And he put his hands up. Damn it, Freddie! Yeah, son of a. <laughs> I'm firing him. Has he been involved in any meetings during the race week? No, no. Uh, Probably he, on the back end. I mean, yeah, he he has people that kind of represent him. You know, Curtis Polk is one of his like right hand men forever. You know, Curtis kind of I think is more involved with the day to day part of the team. But Michael's Michael's. I remember Larry talking about last year about he wanted all the pit crew stats, like especially the athletic side of it, like the pit crew stats, like who can run around the car the fastest and and who's that stuff he's really into. Just the analytics of that, like understanding where there's time to be made up and maybe even looking into more himself, like how we can make up time. But yeah, like a lot of that stuff. Is I, I like to see him do a pit stop with his tongue hung out like God, the old man. days. Come around the car with a pit gun way up. Yeah. Is it fair? Should we mention, you know, how, you know, Kyle Busch gets a new sponsor, wins the race, they fan crashes. traffic crashes their website. Yep, oh, the, really? The wow. Site, That's cool. The girl site completely crashed. That's awesome. Yeah, so that shows you that. Shout out to Kyle. I mean, he wins the race. He wins the very next Super Speedway race on green-white checkers after he complained about the Daytona 500 and saying that it shouldn't have a green-white checker. Yeah. Uh, It's like TJ on here last year. He was saying these Super Speedway races aren't that bad when he was running up front and how you can make moves. I'd be interested. And now here he is sucking, and he's like, man, you're stuck in traffic. it's pretty bad right now. I'd be interested just listening to this year's Daytona 500 because he was up front the whole race. Go back to listen to that episode and see what he thought about the package. I thought the package was great. Yeah, what you guys are talking about, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny that um, who got lucky yesterday? Yeah, oh, somebody get lucky, ultra lucky. Who got lucky? Now what he said? Yeah, he who got lucky? Yeah, who got lucky and won that one? Yeah, yeah. Kyle got lucky and won that one. This next one is from Fish Fan Twenty Three. How are the code words decided? <laughs> Bourbon, the last drink of the night. Freddie. Uh, no, I actually I didn't drink anything at Talladega. Um, believe it or not, but uh, no wonder you got crashed. You're no supposed one, to go to Hooters night for the race. Went and got drunk. That was the problem. Uh, but so the funny, the funny thing about our code words, and we have code words that are kind of general. Like we had one yesterday that was bourbon, obviously. So like the the thought process there is, you're supposed to say a bourbon, so that if you say three different kind of bourbons, people might think that that's three different. You know, if you say Weller versus, you know, Buffalo Trace versus Pappy Van Winkle, that could be three different things. But if you just say bourbon. It's three good choices, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if, if you say bourbon, then that's just that's kind of just one option. Uh, so, like, the first stop was supposed to be, you know, whatever bourbon you're going to pick from Booty, Booty and Bubba, both big bourbon guys. So I was expecting to hear, like, Elmer T. Lee, which I think we said later in the race or something. But, Bur- but Booty's like, all right, we're going to do bourbon. And I was like, 
booty. Damn it. Now. Here's my here's my favorite, and, and I'm not going to call the crew chief out, but and this happens multiple times. But you'll give the call, Casey, and you'll say, all right, Weller, and they're 10 stalls away, and you'll go, all right, four tires right here, guys. It's like, okay, well, for the rest of the race, they pretty much know Weller and bourbon and any other thing related to booze yeah. is four tires. I mean, I give you guys props because I could not figure that out. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What an idiot. All right, let's move on to one idiot. Man, I got a, I got a few wrote down. Here. I don't even know which one to pick. You guys give me one idiot. I'm punching both of you. That's it. I don't um, have you on here. My, here's my one idiot. I got a great one idiot. And I saw I told TJ about this yesterday. My one idiot <laughs> goes to the entire, the entire NASCAR Cup Series garage. Because you should see the way these idiots f***ed up the parking lot. That they had to park in yesterday. I can actually show you. No, you don't need to. You don't need to take my word for it. So it's pretty did, bad. did they park in the Xfinity garage? We parked in the Arca, Arca garage. Arca garage. You know where that okay. is? I, know exactly I don't really call that parking. What they did was not parking. And I, I was there. We so, had a, so is this Kip's fault? Can we blame Kip? For no, something? no, 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 no. Nah. This is directly team fault. Nobody okay. was in there directing anybody. Right. And that maybe well, we problem. always say we always say like these idiots. Why we know where to park? Just leave us alone. We know we do not. Apparently, we do not. So know why we park. can't have nice because. Things. I was there early, right? Yeah. We we were we were probably like one of the first ten cars in this parking lot, and as it's as it's filling up, I'm going, well, that's not going to work because that line it's is gonna eventually going to run into that line because it was like it was two lines at one point. Look right here, I'll show you a picture, which is not going to be good for. And I send this to Andrew. So here's the gate to get in the parking lot. Yep. Here's where we started parking. Here's what they did. They just you, there's no way for these cars no, to, to get, get out. out. Like this line, this was two different lines, and then they just kind of. I'm gonna be willing to bet. This is gonna get me in trouble. I'm gonna be willing to bet that the cars that are parked with some sense are all are all road crew guys, and the cars that are parked in line have blocked all the guys in or or. or Picker pick guys. guys. Yeah. I mean, the picker guys, let's, like, let's face it, they get paid for being athletic. The brainiacs sit in the lounge of the hauler and work on the race cars, and the athletes come in to. after the fact. So I'm going to blame it on the athletes and say they blocked in all the smart people. So I, which category do you fall into, Brett? I park outside. I'm in my own category. Yeah, we park. We, I mean, we were just parked in there to go to a meeting and go outside, but it was funny because I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is not going to work. I want to get my one idiot to the joy. But, I, but then I was watching a race yesterday, and I watched Logano hug the first lane kind of tight, which I thought was genius. Um, and then I thought it was pretty stupid when Cindric flew up in there behind him and picked him up because Cindric could have easily got bottlenecked and got turned and wrecked himself. But then we were talking when we got here this morning about Jeb Burton's win, which I thought was awesome. Congrats to Jeb and, and Ward and that whole family. Uh, been two years since he won a race. And Jeb lost the lead on the broadcast, and the caution came out. And then, after the caution, NASCAR gave him the lead back because they went backwards to a scoring loop. So, watching live television in this day and time does not take precedence over what happened in the past. So, I think it's – my what an idiot is whoever – 
um, can't go around here and fix the lineups and make them real time given all the data. That's you two guys' favorite word to use. I'm going to borrow it from you. Data from uh, TJ, data from Freddie. You don't have Freddie. No, like 13-letter word that you want to throw out right here? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I think it's important that we bring this up because this changed the outcome of the race. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'm not calling a person what an idiot. I'm calling the system oh. what an idiot because I know good and damn well if you guys can go look back and see how much throttle that Ryan Blaney was using on lap 165 that you can give me real-time placement on where someone belongs in a caution. And that's all I'm going to say about uh, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But I do have one we got to add. Go ahead. Were you still on the roof when we were talking uh, Saturday? Not. <laughs> Saturday not. when we were talking about whether or not the nine car beat the safety car, the caution car of pit road. Oh, well, yeah, that was. <laughs> you would have lost your. So we le- so the nine is Brandon Jones, and we have a you know he's wrecked all he's day. Fixing he's damage. fixing damage all day long, and uh, so he's waiting. You know, he's, and he leaves pit road, and we ride around. He takes off, and you know normally. Always, I call. watched it happen. Did you watch I it? I didn't see it. No, it wasn't even close. <laughs> so, like visually, I looked down and like he did not beat the pace car. So uh, they, you know, instantly NASCAR does a great job with this. As soon as he takes off running, and you always try to sell it, like I definitely beat him. I, I'm taking off. So you take off running, and they're like, they ask the official down there, uh, did did the nine beat the pace car? Yes, nine's good. Okay, so nine continues on. <laughs> we make a half a lap. They go um, double check it. Uh, are you sure the nine beat the pace car? Yes. Yes. Sure. Positive. Coming to the green. Coming to the green. Wave. Turn the lights back on. Yeah. Are I saw it on broadcast. Sure. <laughs> Asked them three or four times, and then they finally just said, "Stop the nine. Stop the nine. He did not beat him. And then I saw. I didn't. So I got to go back and look. And I found a picture of it. Lambert had a picture of it Saturday, Sunday morning. It wasn't even close. Like he beat I, him. I don't know if he was basing it off of the leader or if he was basing it off the nine potentially because I think he had two cameras. One was start finish line and one was pit out. I think maybe he was basing it off the start finish line. Maybe the nine beat the car to the start finish line, but didn't beat him off pit out. Well, but yeah, because if this is an odd scenario because where's the start finish line at Talladega? It was way past pit road. Exactly. So which I don't know. It was definitely a shouldn't be that confusing. It was. It was <laughs> comical to listen to. Uh, did you pick an idiot? Oh, uh, man, there's. But there, so that Xfinity race, man, they are some wild ones. Like, we went green, and it wasn't lap five where I could have picked four cars out that I knew were going to wreck 100%. So, and I'm sure you saw the same thing with a few of them. few of them. Who was the number one? One of the guys I had circled to wreck was won the race. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, was throwing some haymaker he was, blocks. He was. He was throwing some blocks. <clears throat> um, just moves as well, like in the middle of the pack, like not middle of the pack, but like four or five rows back, just aggressive moves. I would probably say, I mean, Jeb's aggressive. Um, Ryan Truex was on my list with that. He looked like a dart without feathers. So, I mean, just all over the place. He'd be down here. That's how I'm a bird without feathers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That was the saying I was missing. It's a dart without <laughs> yeah. feathers. Son of a... See? A bird no, you're, not, you're welcome. Hey, you're Thank welcome you. for the that. hairless bird. Son but I mean, bird. just like, you, you can't, those cars are the ones that you can't go four lanes no. and it, it was like what we used to race you know what i mean like yeah um but yeah just what, what, do you, what do you think austin hill's got everybody else i got nitrous <laughs> holy uh, fast three tenths fast in the field and qualifying guy can literally drive through you on the racetrack if he wants to like i, I yeah, listen I, he tore that car up sometimes you can't rebuild those things yeah. we, as threw well as block, we threw a block on him and he didn't like it so he just kept on going i saw that yeah yeah dbc picks i wish i could tell you I, I mean, we're know. off to Dover. Who but, did I even pick? But I can't tell you who I picked 
because Andrew's got last week's sheet up. Well, no I don't he know doesn't. the score. Yeah, he does. I don't have my Talladega pick right here. Your, the name should be crossed out. I did not get an update. Well, one. I won. Thank you to oh, Denny Hamlin. Congratulations. I won with Eric Who did I Jones. pick last week? I don't remember. Oh, oh Ty Gillen. Ty Gillen. Yep. What was he I thinking? Oh, he picked wait, seventh. Who tenth. Tenth? did I pick? I saw a seventh you last picked. night. I must have been one that changed. <laughs> here you go. TJ, you picked Zane Smith. Oh, yeah. He finished pretty close to last. Yeah, he got wrecked. Yeah. Good job. TJ, you go first for Dover. Um. So, Dover. Who's going to be fast at Dover? Who knows? I would like to say I've done some what, prep what for this segment. What manufacturer will be fast? Who knows? Well, that doesn't help Dover's me. Dover's its own animal. God, I'll take uh, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take <I> Matt Kenseth. <laughs> and Greg Biffle. Carl Edwards. You know, I, the guy that I, I want to pick, I've already used, so I'm going to have to go out on a limb here. I'll go with uh, Dennis Hamlin. When's it my turn? Dennis? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, the good guy there... Is Bowman off? That's who I was gonna pick. You already picked. Why don't you shut up? I'm trying to help him. <laughs> I'm gonna skip Bowman for you. You can have him. I will take. I don't know who the hell I want. You gotta remember, you can't. I mean, there's zero chance Briscoe can hit pit road here without having an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way. I will take Ty Gibbs. Bowman. I'll take. Busher. Speaking of uh, BJ, how about BJ McLeod come up into the booth for qualify? He ran his lap and qualified, and then come up. And that was in the booth. <laughs> yeah, they said it was really well. I mean, I don't know if any, did anybody uh, watch it. That's cool. Yeah, they said he did a really good job, and because nobody really knows BJ McLeod. No, well, everybody I, knows him, but they don't know him. Yeah, I went, he's a cool dude. I yeah. had dinner with him. He actually bought me dinner uh, in Bristol, but that was um, expensive. At Hooters. No, well, oh, Hooters year. I bet you won the next day. No, we did not win. It was a dirt race, though. I don't know if it still applies to dirt. Uh, yeah, we went to Hooters in Johnson City there. And, and yeah. BJ. And I was glad. Golf. they. I mean, take him up there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle Busch. More wins than all of Joe Gibbs Racing. Right? Combined so far this year. See you bet. No. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jeb Burton, Mike Herman. Uh, yeah. Derek Nealon's first cup win is as 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 from a spotting perspective yesterday. That's big. Uh, and I don't Jordan know. Anderson, a year after his. What? Big wreck. Yeah. What? Derek Nealon tweeted he never won a cup race. No, he never won a cup plate race. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, he spotted for Kyle Larson. I'm pretty sure he won before. Uh, he's, he's, some, he's got some wins. Talk about his story with Jordan Anderson, though. Yeah. A year, a year after his accident. Right. Right. And two mean? years after Jeb's win. Yep. Like, rain shortened. I think you said, did you say Britt Anderson? No, I said He went from a rain shortened win, what Jeb did, from to an overtime win. So that's was pretty that cool. wreck? At, that, was, that wreck was at Talladega. Yeah, it? when he climbed out of the truck while I was going out of the road. Fox did a whole segment on it. Really great segment. Casey, we got to talk about something, actually. Uh oh. That. Rick Hendrick thing that you told me was like the greatest thing you ever watched. Yeah, that I, th- was, I didn't that say it was the greatest thing. That. I thought it was very cool to kind of put yourself. <laughs> Freddie texts me. He goes, "Is Casey drunk?" <laughs> I wish. I that actually have was, a question for that Casey was pretty as well. Bad. Oh come on, guys. Casey, <laughs> like tell that story. By all means, tell that story. It, Don't do it that way. I thought, again. I thought it was. Great Listen, how there's they did nothing it. more painful, and I love HendrickCars.com. I love Kyle Larson. I love Rick Hendrick. I love Brian Johnson. There's nothing more painful to watch. In Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know if it's a national commercial, but when they run the Kyle oh, Larson Hendrick, and his crew chief yeah. commercial, it is like is that the one everybody that I'm looking Hendrick at is Carter's nodding their heads about how – like they used to give a commercial out for the worst commercial of the year, and five-hour <laughs> energy would always win it with Rusty Wallace, Stephen Wallace, Clint Boyer, no matter who they put in it. They took pride in making commercials. Well, this HendrickCars.com commercial – 
And I love HendrickCars.com. I think everybody should go apply right now to become a technician with Rick Hendrick. Great, great owner. But that commercial is so painful to watch. It's the most painful thing that there. It's worse than than plate racing. You know what else is painful one. to watch? What any of Casey's social media videos that are for, that are filmed with like an iPhone four or something? Okay. For the Holy record, cow, man! I felt like I was watching like a big old box TV record, back in the day. I sent that. It was perfect quality. Used great Wi-Fi. I didn't How do you know it was great? Did you run a, so we didn't hear her crying in the background. Ran a cable to her yeah, potato. did you run a speed the, test the, on it? No, I sent it. It was whoever sent. Okay, you who of you guys? Who of you guys? Andrew, was it you? She's psyched. Casey, here's Spicy the good news. What? Here's do the good what? news. You you won't need your phone this weekend to make a video because y'all are doing a DBC live in mm-hmm. Dover. I won't be there because I'm playing baseball. But Freddie, TJ, and Casey will be doing a live. So bring your own phone and, and make it better than Please. an iPhone 4. And send pictures. Yeah. Send pictures. Uh, 12 o'clock? 12 to Listen. 12.30 at the trackside access stage. You can what drivers see? are coming? I don't, we I haven't don't, heard yet. Yeah, we okay. haven't heard yet. That we haven't heard yet. If they're coming, they have. They, they always have a great lineup. But don't forget, go to DoverSpeedway.com to get your trackside access pass. You can find us it's there cheap, Sunday. Right? It's like yes. twenty bucks, twenty five yep. bucks. Super cheap. Um, you I get walk out there for that. You're you're on the front straightaway before the race starts. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, that hard place to be. is. I mean, you you. That's one of the tracks that you walk into and you're like, damn, it's cool. There's a it lot is. of banking. <laughs> yeah, and you see why they. Why they call it the concrete monster? Like it's it's pretty impressive when you go in that place. And yeah. and they do a great job creating a fun experience for the fans. Too. Y'all, y'all have fun. That's a great racetrack. Fun little area. Lot to there, do. If you're in the casino on Saturday, you might run into some of us. <laughs> probably not. The me. earlier probably not TJ. you'll be, they'll be more sober. The TJ will be in the arcade. Kids, you know what? Hey, you know what? This is a good idea. And the Chuck E. Cheese right next door. Hey, Dover. You know what Dover doesn't have? What? Sales tax. Oh, it's nice. So we can go to Best Buy, and because that phone's going to really hurt the OnlyFans subscribers too. I'm yeah, she's going to get a better. You got to get a better phone. Yeah. But we we uh, we've had a good show with you guys. Thank y'all for listening. Talladega was wild at the end. Freddie made it interesting. Uh, TJ loves this package. If you listen back to the Daytona. <laughs> Show has changed his mind. It was, I mean, it was still great. I mean, we finished fifth, so I'll take it now. <laughs> Don't forget to catch the full episode on Dirt Vision this Wednesday. They've done a great job posting it on time and won't want to miss it. They've done a great job. Um, thank you for listening and have a great week. Yeah, I'll see ya. There's a new episode of Dirty Mo Doe out right now. Head on over there, hit subscribe, and see what Steve and the guys are up to. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.